Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wasted Local Talent. Today I'm joined with my friend Eric, who is uh, currently having an asthma attack. It's a great beer! And on this week's episode, we have Nicole Colton from Quartz and Coal. But before we get into that episode, let me tell you about a couple other podcasts that we have here under the 13 Palm Trees Shade. If you like nerd shit, which I know you probably do, we've got D&D Kinda, Video Game Mythos, and Gurus of Gaming. And if you just like shit, check out Worst Kept Secret and their song Bender. We really appreciate them letting us use their song Bender in all of our episodes. It's a song that's probably playing very low underneath all of this right now. And for all of you that love me, which is probably none of you, you should check out my band After Atlas and our Kickstarter, which has five more days. It's uh, Just search After Atlas on Kickstarter. Uh, we're doing a fundraiser for our music video for our new single, Deception, that will be out on May 1st. Uh, the single, not the video, just in case you were confused. But yeah, check that out. And yeah, let's go ahead and get to the episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Daniel. And I'm Jed. And today we're wasting our talent with... Nicole Colton from Quartz and Coal. Quartz and Coal. Tell us a little bit about Quartz and Coal. Quartz and Coal is a marketing business for creative entrepreneurs and small business owners locally and globally. And I help people turn their big ideas into organized, inspired action plans and... I help with branding and content creation and all of the ins and outs of marketing with email and any way you want to put out your content to the world. We might need to talk to her further after this interview because <laughs> we're not good at that ourselves, I don't think. So <laughs> since I haven't seen it, is it quartz and coal? Quartz and coal, like the crystal like and the coal okay. mining. Like the critzel. The critzel. Wow, <laughs> killing it so far. So does that... You, you, I feel like you played off your name with that, too, because it's Nicole Colton. And whenever I see Nicole Colton, I automatically think Quartz and Cole now, too, because mm-hmm. it, it, I'm, I'm assuming that you played off your name with that, too. A little bit, a little yeah. Bit. It's with the local aspect of working with small businesses and stuff. My grandfather started a business that my father ran mm-hmm. and his brothers, and I just grew up with that small business mentality and always visiting local restaurants and small, like going to see the small people instead of trying to go to Walmart all the time or something like Mm -hmm. that and really um, be a patron of other small businesses, shopping local and getting local produce and drinking local, all that good stuff um, was always more important to me than trying to have big box stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Just the mentality of the Appalachian culture and hard work and dedication and how coal under pressure becomes a diamond. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot about business owners. They're constantly under pressure. And if they use that the best of their ability, you know, they're going to squeeze out all these diamonds. And, you know, that's where they're... um, abundance comes from mm-hmm. especially small businesses i mean this is my second business um and like you said the pressure that you're under to constantly do things and you get burnt out but if you keep you know striving for to be better and i definitely understand the pressure like yeah. especially with my old business running a you know a music venue and you're like I have all these people that you know rely on you and you're like 
I'm only one person, but in this area, being a small business is is tough. Mm-hmm. So you offer services to help um, small businesses. Yes, I um, I really like making pretty social media feeds, um, and. I've been studying intensively on email marketing, trying to figure out how to crack that code to really help people set that up because that's something that's been around for a long time and it'll stay around even when different social media platforms start dwindling and messing up and people don't want to be on there anymore. Um, People still have an email address. Um, I'd even like to be even more old school and focus on mailing things or I love working with local artisans who have goods in stores and go to the like arts and crafts fairs and different marketplaces and handcrafted things like that where they really get that one-on-one connection with their buyers Mm -hmm. and it's more of a community and a personal relationship with the end product and understanding how it's made and the artistry and all of that So I really want to help people show the behind the scenes of that process and um, strike the right balance of like, you don't have to show photos of your lunch, but you should show pictures (laughs) of your desk, even if it's a mess, especially Mm. if it's a mess. Oh yeah, it shows them that you're... Because you're you're real and you're not a stock photo Uh and that stuff's bullshit. So, (laughs) you know, you don't want to just be um, trying to paint this perfect picture. You want to be real and relatable. So, see, I think that's an aspect that a lot of local businesses miss out on is that they fail to realize that there are dozens of different apps and avenues that people use to look at things. Like, I know for myself, like, I'm very heavily influenced to visit a place based on how easily I can look it up in Google Maps. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to look it up in Google Maps, find an address with directions, and have a website there that works. Yes. Those are like a couple <laughs> of the bare minimum things that like if I'm not in the parking lot of that place, like if I'm at home and it's like, hey, I heard about this place. We should go check it out. And I'm looking at my phone and like they don't have a website, like that's that heavily influences me mm-hmm. on whether or not I'm going to go visit. Verifying your business on Google should be like the first thing like, you yeah. do yeah. <laughs> and especially include a phone number yes, and your works. operating hours, mm. like accurate operating hours. If it changes seasonally. Dude, like Tiger Valley Cinemas. Like I'm going to call them out real quick. <laughs> yeah. If you don't go through their website, oh, nothing yeah. is right. Mm. Like when I, the first couple times that I went there, I had Googled their show times and I got there and they're like, oh no, we're not showing that movie at that time and i'm like what are you talking about i just looked it up they're like oh we have to go on our website oh my gosh why no one does that (laughs) nobody does that anymore like you guys are 15 years behind i think that's kind of their thing i I, mean maybe it's part of the mystique (laughs) like i don't know i mean they're they're still open so yeah i love that theater oh i I do too but it is hard to go on there especially yeah and it it hasn't stopped me from going but i wonder how many people don't go there because of that Mm -hmm. oh yeah Definitely. Well, and it's it's really easy. I it mean, is. And it's, it's not free. very hard to do. Yeah. It is you don't free. You pay anything mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. It takes, you could do it in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. after you're done listening to this, go register your business on Google. <laughs> yeah, we actually just recently got our, or like, show up on Google Maps for 13 Palm Trees. Um, and I don't know, I think Michael, um, my brother, got like the, uh, 
the letter from Google, like, hey, register, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. like months ago. And he just now, like, because he stacks up his, his mail that he doesn't, like, think is important. Yeah. Um, which is where all my which mail goes Google, to. of course, I'd be like, oh, this isn't important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm opening a business. It's, you know, but, letter from Google. Um, Thanks, but, Michael. Uh, but yeah, we finally got on there. So, you know, and we've been we've been in business what about uh, almost a almost year now. Almost a year. Yeah. And uh, we just now about a month ago got on Google, so yeah. you know. But uh but it's also like it, it's different for us like you know having the studio. Now that whenever we uh you know have people coming in, they can look it up um be like 13 Palm Tree Studios, but you know, we're not like a we have nine an to five address for yeah. business. Mm-hmm. In that aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, we don't have people coming in and like shopping for things, you know. If you want to, you can, but we're not going to be here. So <laughs> you got to make an appointment. <laughs> so, um, so uh, tell us how you got started and, and like what your, what your drive is, like why you uh, chose this, this path. Okay. Well, actually, I used to have an Etsy shop for um, just over six years. I sold vintage um, dresses and skirts. And before that, I had sold some handmade jewelry, but it's just such a saturated market. I was like, I'm not talented or like interested enough in learning metalsmithing or any mm-hmm. of the advanced skills to make like really high quality jewelry I could make a living off of. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to sell enough $10 earrings to <laughs> pay my rent. So, right. um, I had some vintage items that I love thrift shopping and stuff like that. So I posted some things that I had that I didn't want or use. And those things started selling really quickly. And the vintage stuff on Etsy was really small. So um, there was more exposure from that. And there really wasn't a good place besides like eBay to have vintage clothing. And um, I started looking for other people who worked on, who had shops on Etsy and going to the farmer's markets and things like that and talking with them and meeting with them and just talking business and, you know, having like-minded people to talk about how hard it is sometimes or like celebrate wins together. And, um, I enjoyed doing that so much more and I would have hours and hours of meeting, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. my this one girl that has a a shop on Etsy still, and she has her own website and everything. Um, we would go to Panera and sit for like six hours and talk about business. And I was like, I I could go forever doing this. Like, mm-hmm. I could, this doesn't bother me at all. I'm, I mean, you hit this creative wall from doing that, or your brain's just like, okay, that's enough, yeah. chill. <laughs> but um, yeah, I could talk about it for days, like ad nauseum. So, so it kind of just worked out. <laughs> well, that. Um, that was when I was living in Charlotte and I moved back to West Virginia to, um, to help with some family stuff and I had to go back to work full time. So that kind of just slowly like fell through the priority list and I ended up selling all my inventory and I bought a farmhouse close by and, um, just really started focusing on creating like a business consulting firm or something. I couldn't really figure out the nouns for it. And I think that held me up for a long time because what I was doing and how I was trying to label it just was disconnected and I couldn't really find it. And it's gotten better as I'm like, I'm a business strategist. And then I was like, I'm really more like a project manager because I'm helping people take these huge ideas and break them down into an action plan of like, these are the steps you need to take to get to this milestone 
to reach this, you know, this part of the map where you're trying to go. And um, I really just love helping people bring their dreams to life and figure out how to make it work because there's so many things you have to do as a business owner. You can't do it all by yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you have really limited resources and you have like a really lean business, you know, you're trying to find every free tool and you're downloading every free thing you find on the internet. And none of that is going to tell you what you need. Mm -hmm. And it's going to slow you down because you're spending all your time sifting through all these emails and all this different free stuff and listening to podcasts and all that stuff instead of doing stuff, instead of making your product or, you know, writing an email and sending it out and saying like, hey, check this out. And there's such a disconnect between... I don't want to be salesy, then stop trying to sell stuff to make a living <laughs> or a side hustle, like extra money. Yeah. Like stop trying to make money if you don't want to be salesy because you don't have to be salesy to sell. Mm-hmm. And I like trying to help people find a really authentic, honest way of sharing what they do and why they do it and how they do it in a normal down-to-earth relatable way so was it a was it a struggle at at first because like you know when like you said whenever your business the verbiage the 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 nomenclature isn't clearly defined was it hard to be like confident in your delivery to people of what you were offering because like like you said you know you're kind of you're trying to find what it is exactly that you're offering so was it hard to go to people and say like, "Hey, here, here's the services that I offer," whenever you were still trying to identify exactly what that was? Yes, it was a lot of over delivery. Yeah, it still kind of is. Um, I've narrowed down a process that works um, pretty well um, with like on my onboarding. I don't want to be like <laughs> jargony, but um, curse of knowledge and. Um, People don't know where to start. So really just affirming like, this is a good idea. You should pursue this. These are some steps that you, sh- you can take to do it. Um, but saying like, well, while you're doing that, you need to keep in mind your branding because this stuff looks all over the place and you're trying to do 10 different things and it's not within your business and people get confused and they're like, what are you doing? So same for me it applies on hypocrite <laughs> but um yeah just i mean when you're working with people who have a really defined budget to invest in their business because they're trying to make money <laughs> to make a living um it feels like you don't know what they're willing to pay for and what they just keep thinking they can do themselves mm-hmm. and a lot of times that's what takes you to the next level is investing in someone who can show you kind of the fast track of things that they've already been through and figured out. So you don't spend so much time studying and learning and figuring it out and downloading all the free shit so you can actually do what you need to do. And, um, yeah, it's definitely overwhelming I think for people to sit down and it's a big step to say like I'm having a meeting or a strategy session with a business coach I don't feel like a coach um coach seems so 
athletic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like brain athletics. (laughs) Something that like, you know, a lot of local businesses could definitely benefit from. I definitely think that being more athletic. Well, that too, yeah. <laughs> um, starting to starting to gain back all that weight that I lost last summer, but um, but no, like I, even just from like a, like like Jed said, you know, if you can't find the website, you're just not going to go there. It's like with Instagram now, everybody's got an Instagram. All the businesses mm-hmm. have an Instagram, and I've actually started looking at other just just for my bands, like uh, for for our Instagram and looking at other bands and like seeing how it's cohesive, mm-hmm. and then looking at ours, it's just random yeah you look at it and it's just like you don't want to really look at that so i'm trying to like go through and um, just just like little things like that that people don't really think about you know if like using you know and it's kind of lame but like using the same filter on all your pictures so Mm -hmm. whenever you look at the instagram page and the the one that sticks out to me is um like say hoot and howl in morgantown yeah you look at her instagram no she's great (laughs) (laughs) i got a funny story about that uh, a little bit um but um, everything is like cohesive. Mm-hmm. But then you look at, you know, say, we'll just use my band's <laughs> Instagram. And it's like, you look at that and you're like, what the hell is going on with that? You know, but, you know, it's two different types of businesses, I guess you could say, because one's a band, one's an actual business. But it's the same concept. Like you want that uniformity. Yeah. yeah. You know, because you, you look more professional that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely more appealing to see someone where it's cohesive and um, consistent and just little subtleties that you don't realize you're enjoying when you see other people's profiles. So Mm -hmm. like anytime you see a band or another Instagram profile that you really like, you know, just really take note of like, what is it about their aesthetic that you like? How are they doing it? That, um, that makes you really dig into their content and like scroll for hours and just Mm -hmm. like stalk them because that tells you a lot about, your own aesthetic and the things that you want to portray. And I think it's always got to be, um, I like to look for patterns. So just having a consistent pattern to play off of, um, with things like Instagram with the, your nine grid, um, I think it's important to understand that you don't own Instagram and Instagram can change their platform and redo it at any time. So if you're stuck on that nine grid and they change it to four by three mm-hmm. to a 12 grid, you're, you're screwed yeah. if you're making those pictures that are that nine are. grid that have to be together <laughs> yeah. at the same time, mm-hmm. not to mention the stress of, I have to keep posting three things every day to yeah. keep that together. So it's not all broken up like a, those little puzzles that you have to slide the pieces around that are all like the gridlock. Yep. See, I would have to hire you because I have literally no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll show like you. I use Instagram, what, Daniel, once or twice a month, and it's Maybe always to that. either post a picture of one of my dogs or like a motorcycle. Yeah, see, I did it. You were just talking about it. Like we have a, a thing that goes across, but like you post one picture and it's done. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be like deception clear across, but you want put you post one more one extra picture and it messes up the whole field. Oh, see, this wouldn't work for me anyway because I hate looking at it like that. I always have to do it where it's the like one feed. at a time. One at a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's different too because people are looking at it, but when they when they're scrolling through the feed, you want them to pick up on your stuff and be like, "Oh, that's them before they even see your name." Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I was trying to get at earlier. Whenever I kind of got off of my Google tangent, is that. <laughs> Like, some people will use Instagram. 
primarily. Mm -hmm. Some people will use Google. Some people, you know, still only ever use Facebook for anything. I know people who use like almost nothing but LinkedIn, mm -hmm. which is really weird. <laughs> but hey, I mean, okay, sure. Um, but it's like there's new stuff that comes out all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, like not too long ago, everybody was using MySpace. So, yep. And like, you know, there's you got to have a presence. Like, like for us, I think that was one of the things that took us the longest time to establish was trying to get a foot in each of the platforms. Mm -hmm. you know, Imager, Reddit, Facebook, Instagram, like all the different places that you have to be. There's so many others too. It's just those are really the only ones that I use. Yeah. Yeah. And even like Twitter and Tumblr are underestimated, oh, yeah, Twitter but and those Tumblr. have like a go. really big yeah. following that I don't, I can't stand Twitter. Like I don't have the bandwidth to deal with, Twitter. Yeah. Well, then I don't know what Pinterest and Etsy are for. I know I kind of know what Etsy's for. I don't really know about Pinterest so much. Pinterest but. annoys me because I looked at it once and now I just get notifications all the time, like on, across all my devices. I, I, I know that I have a Pinterest account. <laughs> you can turn that off. <laughs> I'll show you afterwards. That's, that's really it. That's I know that I have a Pinterest account. But I love Pinterest. I'm obsessed with yeah. Pinterest. I've been on Pinterest since the beginning, and. It's such a good visual aid, especially with branding, as you can create a board and just put all the images that inspire you and then go through them and look for patterns. Like, are you choosing things that are more dark and kind of like shadowy or do you gravitate towards black and white? Do you like things that are bright and clean looking or a minimal, you know, just things that have like a vintage flair or things that are like, when I watched um, the Spider-Man Spider-Verse, mm -hmm. <laughs> I loved the aesthetic of that movie. I was just, the whole time I was like, I want my brand to be like this. <laughs> this like, is amazing. <laughs> the, could, what was, that was a cel-shaded movie, right? I think, is it? It has just all the different elements of like sure. spray paint, like a graffiti, and then it had the, the like dot pixelation of mm -hmm. like an old comic book and then it still had like a little bit of the vintage stuff but then it had the modern geometric shapes and stuff like that and they were put together in such a way where it was it was a lot if you start listing it out like that mm -hmm. but it was cohesive and it really worked and it was so modern and cool like I don't know. see and I, I still like I can't you know I'm gonna keep harping on local businesses but <laughs> I think that a lot of our local business that the reason why it struggles as much as it does is you look at the local businesses that have been around forever, you know, and they got there because there wasn't a huge amount of options. They have a good product mm -hmm. at a price that people think is reasonable mm -hmm. and they have an established name, mm -hmm. but when you're trying to start a new business, you don't have any of that, mm -hmm. you know? So you can't, I think a lot of local businesses start up and they have this idea that, you know, our product is really good. Our service is, our services that we provide are excellent and there's a need for it in this area, but then they don't go through the necessary steps to put themselves out there mm -hmm. and advertise themselves properly. And because of that, they don't succeed, you know, because they don't already have that foundation of decades of loyal customers that line up at the door. Yeah. You know, they, don't, they don't have that going for them. And that doesn't really exist anymore. Mm -hmm. That is the exception to the rule where that used to be the rule. Yeah. 
So it, it, I feel like it's, it's a, and this, this is a very West Virginia problem, a failure to adapt mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the business scene has changed. It's not what it was 10, 20, 30 plus years ago. Um, and people just are trying to approach it with this old mindset that doesn't work. So we're also stuck. I mean, in West Virginia, you've, it's West Virginia is so far behind most other places, you know, like not, not in a bad way, but it's like, you know, you've got your arts and your culture everywhere else. It's just pretty far behind in a lot of bad ways. (laughs) In a lot of bad ways. Yeah. But (laughs) as far as like that business thing, it's like, you know, whereas, you know, 10, 15 years ago with, you know, the social media boom and everything, all these other cities and stuff and these small towns in other states have adapted to it and used it and grown. West Virginia, it seems like we're like, eh, we'll just wait a little bit. And, you know, we're still, to me, it feels like we're still right in between, like almost like we're going to get to the point here soon to where it's going to start, you know, everybody's going to start using that social Mm -hmm. media. But like you said, the old school aspect of it, like there's a lot of people that are just like, man, fuck it. I don't want to do that. But it, and it, it's a huge learning curve, especially for an older generation. I'm 33, and there's some stuff I'm just like, like you said, Twitter. I'm like, fuck that. Like, I hate Twitter. Yeah, I'm 27. It. I've never been able, <laughs> yeah, no, like, 28, and I've never been able to figure it out. Yeah, like, i just not a fan of it. So you, you, you've got that almost disconnect from, like, an older generation. I'm not old, but, you know, even then, you know, I don't use Twitter, but I know that if I did use it and learn how to use it, it could be helpful. Oh, yeah. I just don't. with everything else it's just hard well and that's the thing too like all that stuff connects and you can Mm -hmm. like publish something on facebook that you can share on twitter Mm -hmm. automatically without having to go on twitter it's linked and same with instagram you can select tumblr and twitter and uh, facebook all of those and be in multiple places Mm -hmm. at one time from just one post and there are different um, apps and things that you can schedule things out as much as you want in advance. And, you know, you have an idea of what you're trying to do with that content instead of just trying to come up with something to post that that day. Like, i got to post once a day or yeah. I've got to post every other day <laughs> or, you know, i got to stay relevant. But you're posting something that's stupid and it's not – there's no call to action for people to actually do something. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people – don't feel like it's worth their time or effort to invest in having a decent social media presence because you're not getting any money from it. But you don't own that platform and you can't customize it like you can a website. And all of those places are stepping stones that should lead people to your website so they can find out what you're about because you have total control once they're there. And you can share with them all you want and you have a say over how it gets displayed. So if you have an image that you want to lurk a certain way, you don't have to worry about that. And you don't have to worry about an algorithm like cock blocking you when you're trying to share something important. You know, even different events or fundraisers or things like that that are really relevant, but they're short term and it's not a perpetual thing that's always going to be for sale on your website or whatever. You know, there are ways to do that where, you know, if you have an email list, you can access it. Sure. Not everyone's going to open it, mm-hmm. but the return on your investment for emailing people is significantly higher. It's, yeah. m- it's close to 60%. And that's wow. awesome. Like, I've never even thought about like even doing an email list 
even for this. I have a hard enough time emailing people back to schedule, let alone <laughs> you know, having. Now, is there? I'm 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 sure that there's something out there where you can you know have like an automated type thing mm-hmm. um, where. You know, like once a month or something, you get like updates. See, this is the part where we try to get free stuff from you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, um, because I get, I always hated like growing up and going to like shows. I'm just in bands, everybody's got like an email list and I'd Mm -hmm. sign up for it. Then they would just like bombard me with crap like two or three times a week and I would just end up unsubscribing. And like, it's almost like a lot of different email lists. It's like, subscribe to this email list. And you just get bombarded with stuff yes. that you just don't care about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you, you should call the car dealerships in this area and be like, hey, I can help you retain customers. Because <laughs> I don't think I've not unsubscribed from a single car dealership mm-hmm. that I've ever even like, because, you know, you go in and talk to them about a car and that's one of the first things that they ask you. is like, hey, what's your name, phone number, email so that we can contact you if you're, you know, to see if you're interested, if the car comes through that you want, whatever. And then it's just like, some of the dealerships in this area, I would get two or three emails a day mm-hmm. from them about things. Did they have your phone number? And it's just like, well, yeah, but I never got, they never called me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I've oh, only gotten dude. a call like maybe once or twice. And when they did call, I never minded because it was like, you know, they called and they're like, hey, we're running a special. And like, we know that you came and looked at this particular vehicle. And right now they're like really far marked off and i'm like okay this is something that i would want you to call me about i'm just not interested right now um but the emails it was about stuff that i didn't care about at all Mm -hmm. you know it's like hey you could save 20 dollars on an oil change it's like i I don't care i'm not gonna (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. like like i've actually i got to the point to where i've i've got a separate email that i put yeah i I have three different emails one's like my super (laughs) junk email the one that I just I never look at. I don't even know the last time I've logged into it. Mm-hmm. And then I have my like sort of junk email. And then I have my professional email. Yeah. Yeah. I have four email addresses. Yeah. So how do you like, how do you get around that? Because like for me, like subscribing to an email list is almost like here to take that other email. Like, yeah, you can have it, but I'm never going to check it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just need to be really clear with your intentions in the beginning mm-hmm. and say, I'm only going to email you once a week or twice a month or whatever. And each one of those emails should follow some sort of pattern that go with your plan. So if you're a band and you have shows, the beginning of the month or the last email of the month, you could send out your concert calendar Mm -hmm. of where they can find you. And then you can send reminders and like highlights from the show. Like if you have some cool pictures or something, um, ask, ask some sort of silly question they can respond to like, what song should we change from our set list? Like yeah. I was just talking to someone the other day, and they were like, we've seen this band so many times. I know what song is going to come next. They never change their <laughs> yeah. set list. And I was like, okay, duly noted. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know some musicians. I would, like, keep that mm-hmm. on the back. <laughs> but, you know, just different things like that where you can um, talk about the venue you're going to be at or talk about the people in the band. And with setting up an email list, If you sign up for something and then you don't hear from them for like a month or ever, (laughs) you're like, if they send you something, you're like, where did this even come from? Mm -hmm. I don't remember subscribing to this. And you lose interest and you just unsubscribe because it's so much extra junk in your inbox. So having a welcome sequence that automatically drips out as soon as someone signs in or signs up for your list, they can 
receive emails from you for as many as you want to like pre prepare in advance and have your welcome sequence. So, you know, if you have a band and you have five people in your band, go through and talk about like kind of interview each band member so they get to know the band, Mm -hmm. like leaving links of like where you can listen to our stuff or we have this like create some hype about events, um, new things you're recording. Um, you know, if you have some sort of special benefit concert or something like that, um, even just like kind of shouting out the other bands that are playing if more than one are playing that night Mm -hmm. or at a special event and, um, you know, have, have some stuff where people can kind of learn about what inspired a song or different things like that. So you could set it up to have that welcome sequence where they're already getting to know you from the beginning and, um, you're staying relevant and then start doing the regular um, like concert calendar and just remember like here's a like we put we have a VIP list like respond back and we'll make sure you get in with like half off cover or something like that or some sort of perk or anything yeah. like that or we release merch or something you know there's there's a way to do it I'd have to have like a bigger yeah like almost like an incentive just, type thing. Like if you're on this list, like, Hey, we just got new merch, you know, if you, um, mm-hmm. you know, order it, you know, here's like a special code for like, you know, a discount or something like that, you know, things like that to keep people almost like wanting to get those emails. Yeah. You know, or like share a, share a picture of, you know, listen to one of our songs and share a picture of it on social media and we'll send you a free bumper sticker or something, mm-hmm. you know, or like have a giveaway, couple times a year maybe like two or two to four times is probably plenty Mm -hmm. that's a really good list builder too um and social media following it's really the only the only incentive i see for having a large following on social media is getting to ten thousand followers so you can have swipe up on instagram Mm -hmm. like i would pay for that (laughs) like instagram if you're listening what does that mean offer that (laughs) They I have, have no stories that, mm-hmm. that you can watch, just like on Facebook, how there's Facebook stories. Yeah. And if you don't have 10,000 followers, you have to say, like, link in bio yeah. or, like, go go to the link and click it to find out more. Well, if you have more than 10,000 followers, there's a swipe up where it takes you immediately to the page that you're talking about. Oh. So if you have a product in your shop, you can link it to a post and they can swipe up and like immediately buy it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I I saw a bunch of people like that I follow have that in there and I was like, man, how do I do that? And I did some research and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, it's not just like a feature. Like you got to have 10,000 followers. Like I can't even get to a thousand, (laughs) let alone 10,000. So you said it's, it's a good idea for like your emails to like the welcome emails to kind of introduce you on a personal level. Mm Mm-hmm. But what if you're a terrible person like Daniel is? <laughs> Should the emails stay as anonymous as possible for as long as possible to keep from just like scaring people away? You can really generalize them. I mean, okay. you could just okay, okay, okay. think about like one of those. You remember those chain These very email? neutral terms. <laughs> well, those like chain all about me things where it's yeah. like, what's your favorite color? What were your childhood <laughs> yeah. nicknames? Yeah. What's your, what are your hobbies? You know, just like I did one of those recently because I was just like, there's a lot of new people on my list that don't know who I am. So mm-hmm. I might as well just, 
get throw out some generalizations, put like two or three that are a little more in depth, like causes I support or care about. And um, someone was like, wow, um, I left a blank one underneath it. And I was like, hit reply and tell me about it. Because if you get people to reply, you're probability of ending up in spam is a lot lower and it'll end up in their inbox more frequently than just getting bounced off into the Mm -hmm. interwebs and um someone responded back like now i feel like a bad person because i've never thought about the causes i support (laughs) i was like okay good for you like maybe you should do some soul searching (laughs) sounds like you got some work to do just made me think about it whenever you said that um Anybody that's listening, don't put shortened links in your emails. Mm-mm. Like bit.ly, don't do that. Because that like email, a lot of email will just immediately pull that and throw it into spam. Yeah. Yep. Because that's how most phishing emails work. Or large photo images. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Another a huge red flag. Way. Or like lots of links. Yeah. Um, but I have noticed there's a lot of people who do like a Friday top 10 list or something of like, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, what I'm watching, what I what I thought was cool this week, random inspiration. Um, Austin Cleon is someone that I follow who he does a really good email list. It's really short. They're like one sentence per thing. And he plugs like, if you like this, forward it to a friend. If you like my work, you can buy my books here and like see you next week. And it's really cut and dry to the point, and you get exposure to a lot of the cool things that are inspiring him and his work. And, I mean, even if you're a bad person, you probably watch some cool stuff. (laughs) So you have plenty of links and things that you could share or, like, these are are my top five songs that I listen to on repeat this week or, you know, anything like that. Bender by Worst Kept Secret. (laughs) Great. (laughs) That's their plug for the week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um, before we, we started the, the interview, you said um, something about you not being a witch. If you want to touch on that a little bit. Oh, yeah. We didn't even get to that. Yeah. No, I wanted I, to make sure we, we got to it. No, I am a witch. Oh, you are a witch. I am a witch. Oh, I thought you said yes. you were not but No, she wanted to clarify that she's clear- not like putting hoodoo, hoodoo on, people. on people. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm a good witch, not good a bad witch. witch. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but not like yeah. pink sparkly like Wizard of yeah. Oz, which, um, <laughs> not like Jed on Halloween. Or uh, day, <laughs> for the one. Yeah. When did I do that? I I oh I don't know if that was a joke or not, but I did do that. That was a joke, but okay. <laughs> there need to be pictures. Yeah. There are somewhere. I, I, I wore that. a woman's dress and high heels and a you tiara. Wore, you wore heels. Yeah. Fuck! I don't yeah. even wear heels. Fuck that. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. I think I was in like I was a junior. <laughs> in high school or college? High school. High school. Yeah. You were I trying to impress someone. Okay. <laughs> no. no. I was just trying to irritate my mom. You're just trying to work on your calves. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the calf, calf workout. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Um. yeah. So a lot of the stuff that I do with my business um, incorporates some of my spirituality and um, – I use the cycle, the phases of the moon to dictate a lot of the projects like for product launches or um, different service offerings and things like that because you can set intentions on the new moon and the full moon to help something grow or um, release it. 
So you kind of just think about how the moon changes as it goes from a new moon to the full moon, it gets bigger. So anything you want to increase, you would set an intention on the new moon to have something increased. So if you want more sales, you would make every effort during those, it's like a two-week period, to focus on that. And then on the full moon, you would set intentions to let go and release things so you could do a sale. Or you could do things like decluttering and um, filing your papers and organizing and like spring cleaning is a really good thing to do during the um, waning moon, which is from full to the dark moon. And um, so I incorporate that and I use a lot of like candle magic where I focus on that intention when I'm lighting, like the action of lighting the candle is sort of like the spark that ignites the flame and helps something grow and like represents that energy. And there's all this like extra deep stuff, <laughs> layered stuff about, you know, how the flame moves or how quickly the candle burns or different things like that. And those all have significant meanings, but there are also herbs and um, like essential oils, um, different things like that, that all are correspondences with different things. So something like basil helps with prosperity and abundance. So if you are trying to increase your money using basil in your food or having like a leaf of basil in your wallet or different things like that are subtle, easy little ways to be a little witchy and try to encourage that um, energy to be more attracted to. So everything is vibrations. And when you align with those vibrations, they attract quick, faster. So, um, I've helped a lot of people with Kickstarter program, like Kickstarter crowdfunding projects. And I always encourage them to launch on a new moon so it will grow. And after the full moon, um, you really like think about how bright the full moon is. And it's sort of just like a spotlight that shows everything. But at the same time, if you're looking at it, you're kind of like on stage with the spotlight in your face and you're blinded and you can't see everything else. So you really have all the light you need to investigate all of the dark stuff that's kind of like in there holding you back. So you can really like find out what you need to purge and get rid of to make room for what you want to happen. So it's kind of like that out with the old, in with the new. And it's just a really simple way that you can like tangibly see the moon changing and stuff to set goals and plan things because it takes um, almost 29 days for the moon to cycle from a new moon to the dark moon, which is the day before the new moon. So I like kind of introducing that aspect of it because it's a, a new way, newer way for business. Um, people, people have been doing this for years with farming. 
Farmers' almanacs talk about the moon phases all the time. The moon influences the ocean. You are like 70% water. The moon influences you too. Ask anyone who works in a nursing home or an ER. Full moons are notorious for crazy. <laughs> so, so, you know, everything has a link to that. And I think it's a lot easier, especially anymore. I think that's why it's gotten so popular recently, which kind of sucks, but um, it is what it is. Um, but having something you can actually see instead of this, like, spirit in the sky. like. But at the same time, the whole witchcraft thing is all inclusive. So you can still practice any religion and be a witch because basically being a witch is just like nature is your church. Nature is how you get close to that energy and like finding who you are and feeling magic, <laughs> experiencing that. So have you noticed like um, you said, you know, launching like like a Kickstarter on, you know, the new moon and then watching it grow? Like, have you noticed like a difference like that it's made? Yes. I should have talked to you before we launched ours then. <laughs> we totally launched ours last week, but I don't know the moon cycle, so I have no clue. <laughs> you know? But it did well. It's, it's doing well so far, so it's for my band. But you know, I've helped people raise over $83,000 on Kickstarter, selling um, art decks, like Oracle card decks. Um, I had one person that I found who created a, a tarot deck with um, – influential women throughout history and it was all inclusive it was like any any woman from all, all over it's mm. so amazing and she actually just got a deal with harper collins publishing so she's going to be in like every bookstore anywhere you oh, can wow. buy books and stuff like that and then i worked with um a good friend from college he actually lives in the fairmont area he created a short um a sci-fi practical effects short film and he's been winning all these awards in um film festivals and local things like that um with his short film that he raised over twenty five thousand dollars for oh, wow. in his relaunch so um you know there's that's that's like I'm a project manager. I help them figure out how to do the step-by-step, -step, create the promotion, do the research for pricing, how to stack um, the rewards in a favorable way. Just like when you go to the gas station, there's three options. A lot of times when you look at different products, there's like the budget, there's like the mid-range, and then there's the luxury, just yeah. like with cars. And... You know, people typically want you to buy the mid-range item. But, you know, you also have to be accessible. The more accessible you are, the more bigger reach you have. But you're not trying to sell to everyone. So kind of knowing how to niche and focus on who you want your buyers to be because you're going to have to be interacting with them. If it's people you don't want to work with and they're harassing you and sending you all these like bitchy emails and stuff you're gonna be like oh god like note to self filter out people who you know are expecting this and that's not what we do yeah so <clears throat> stuff like that did that answer your question kind of <laughs> kind yeah. of yeah. what did i <laughs> oh no i was just um because like i've never really thought about like you know 
as, from like a, a business, you know, marketing, like growing, like using like the moon cycles to do that. Like, I think a lot of the, in my mind, the stigma is because like you've, you know, the whole, I don't know, witchcraft thing. It's, it's not, it, or anymore, it seems more like everybody just wants to do it because it's that cool like little thing to do, but nobody really fucking knows about it mm-hmm. and like really does the research, you know, to, they're like all about the horoscopes and stuff like this. It's like, it's cool. Like you can read the newspaper or whatever mm-hmm. app you use for the horoscope. But like, I think that this day and age to me anyway, it's almost like a, unless you like, I meet somebody like you who actually knows about it. It's just like, yeah, I just don't pay attention to it, mm-hmm. you know? So I've, I don't know, I guess it kind of answered uh, the question about like, you know, how that could kind of, you know, work. Um, starting at like you said the new moon and then going through mm-hmm. the the full moon you know it makes sense like you said and the, and the moon does affect the water and um like the full moon how you said that people you know working in nurses stuff like that see a lot of crazy i've always noticed myself i'm always in a better mood mm-hmm. on a full mood a f- full mood full, full nude full nude <laughs> full nude on full moon everybody else yeah. is in a terrible mood yeah, everybody else is in a great mood You're so it causes the crazy but, uh, but yeah like I've, I've always noticed uh, because everybody's always like you know it's crazy you know full moon you know everybody everything's crazy but I've always noticed like I've, I'm typically in a better mood mm-hmm. maybe it's because I'm typically crazy every other fucking day and that day I was just like normal because everybody's crazy around me yeah could be that way i don't know it affects (laughs) affects your energy too Mm -hmm. and i think that's a lot i talk about sustainability in business a lot as well that's why i integrate my kind of spiritual work with my business and i've found ways to make them coexist together Mm -hmm. i've seen the patterns how they relate and i think that's what makes me unique is because i don't really see many people doing that Mm -hmm. there there are more and more emerging as the kind of looking at it from that perspective um but i'm the original boss witch (laughs) (laughs) but um they oh i lost it oh shit what was i saying being the boss witch but i got all (laughs) i got all high and mighty and i was like flat line (laughs) no but like your energy Mm. is affected by the moon and like with the water if you're dehydrated you're gonna feel less energetic so you know the full moon normally makes me manic as fuck and I get so much energy and I have insomnia and I work for like four days straight and then I just crash and I'm like okay well like the waning moon after the full moon is time to rest and restore and recuperate and regenerate and it's just like with the cycles of the seasons you know all of that stuff is related to witchcraft and stuff too and um farmers and all that know that because um, like right now it's a time for growth and sowing seeds and preparing for the abundance of s- summer and um, early fall and then in fall you have to prepare and store and be ready for winter winter is a time to rest and you know let the ground kind of regenerate and do its thing and we're like that too that's why we don't feel like doing anything when it's dark all the time and you know we all need to like honor those cycles but with the rat race of full-time regular jobs people can't really do that and your circadian rhythm gets all jacked up and you know people are stressed about things all the time so finding ways to be really intentional and having something that kind of gives you a guiding 
light, so to speak, um, helps just kind of manage that energy and and realize how you cycle. Because some people have a lot of energy during the new moon, and some people are, you know, really energetic during the full moon. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's both, and you're down afterwards. Like, you know, it all ebbs and flows together, and there are all kinds of different things that link to this too, even um, like menstrual cycles and, you know, babies feeding schedules and all kinds of different things like that are all can be associated with those things. So have you run into any kind of issues with people who will look at that um, as like your beliefs and not want to work with you because of that? Or have people been pretty open about that? People get really intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. Um, when I get on my little tangent at like a networking event and I start talking about some stuff, they're like, oh, wow, that, I never really thought about it that way. Um, I've had some family members who were like, they went to my grandpa and they were like, you need to talk to Nicole. She's calling herself a witch online. Like, you need to talk to her. And I'm like, he's the one who's been calling me witchy since I was a little girl because I have curly hair and my hair was always a frizzy mess because my mom didn't know how to manage it. My hair was huge. He'd been calling me witchy. I was always outside playing and, you know, <laughs> there's a there's a meme online that's like, um, some of you didn't grow up throwing sticks and leaves and berries into a big puddle of water and stirring it with a big stick you found and it shows. <laughs> it's like... Making potions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to like mix all kinds of like cleaning products and stuff. It's probably like very mm. damaging to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> like very healthy. <laughs> like all kinds of, like anything I could find, I would just like mix up little stuff like that and I always liked cool rocks or, mm. you know shells and things like that and um working in my grandparents gardens and um camping like bonfires bonfires are an awesome way to you know have spiritual things it's very meditative and relaxing to have a fire and um on the full moon through the waning cycle it's a good time to to burn things and um release things that aren't serving you anymore so it's a good way to, you know, use that element. Like that kind of all plays into it from the nature aspect of just like being near water helps some people, being working with fire, air, um, earth, all those things. And with like horoscopes and things like that too, all of those signs are fire, earth, air, or water signs too. And I've fallen in the habit of the more I study astrology, and we go to different events, I'm, like, trying to identify people's um, zodiac signs mm-hmm. based on their behavior, <laughs> especially with little kids and how they act. And I'm trying to have a baby sometime in the nearish future, and I'm, like, very intentional about when I want to get pregnant because I know there are signs that I don't want to don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I do not want, like, a water sign baby. <laughs> so. so have you been able to pinpoint me or Jed yet? I haven't. You guys are really chill, though. Mm-hmm. I think you're probably like some earth signs, but you're very creative, so that's like fire, fiery. You're more quiet, so I don't think you have any like air. You're just lazy. Air signs. <laughs> <laughs> lazy. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> very lazy. I don't know, but like even with your birth chart, 
um, that can say a lot about your branding for your business because the day you were born to the exact time and location, there is an exact map of how the sky was when you came into this world yeah. in this lifetime. <laughs> and you can look at that and there, the planets are in different houses and, you know, where the sun is and how the zodiacs were lined up with your rising sign and where the moon was. That all defines your personality, like not defines, but like identifies aspects of your personality. And a lot of it is strength and a lot of it is opportunity. I wouldn't call it a weakness because those are the places where you need to work and focus or outsource to other people who can help you with that. So like I'm an organizer, I'm a planner, I'm a lifetime student. Um, I have like unfulfilled wonderlust. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to travel. Um, you get along well with my wife. <laughs> when was she born? Was she... Uh, July. July. Yeah. A Leo. I have a Leo moon. So, <laughs> like, um, and then, um, you know, all those things are represented in that birth chart. And it helps people when you kind of do those things. It's like taking a personality test and identifying different things about yourself where you see, like, well, I'm not the only person who is like that. So that is comforting that I'm not this like solo weirdo and it helps them understand things that they always thought were bad that they wanted to change or things that they were really good at and they just didn't understand why they weren't really good at other things and I think it's just everyone is so unique and different having that added element of looking into astrology more can really serve your business. And I've seen so many people who completely changed after learning more about their birth chart and even just starting with um, their sun sign, which is what you <coughs> typically read in a horoscope. Mm -hmm. But you can also read your moon sign and your rising sign. And typically your rising sign will be more accurate in a horoscope setting. So, and your rising was the zodiac sign that was on the horizon when you were born. All this is so over my head. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't no, even know that there like... was more than one. I thought it was just like <laughs> the one yeah. that you got. Yeah. Because I think it back to what I said earlier. It's like it's been so just like in your face. Like to me, like everybody's like zodiac sign. Oh, it's almost just like a. Just, just be quiet about it. Like I said, the people who actually, you know, dive deeper into it and study it, it's not just like a fashion statement or like, you know, something cool to say that you're into. No. You know, so. Let's see. There's a lot to it. It's, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I mean, and for anyone who's interested in learning about it, you know, just pick one thing. I... I like to dive in and learn about as much as possible. So I like really overwhelmed myself trying to figure out the herbs and the oils and the crystals and the moon stuff and really just take it like one thing at a time. Like just start learning about the moon. That's an easy thing. And once you track that and see how that works um, for you personally, you know, start looking into like a crystal or um, working with a candle or something 
that will help you stay focused. And, you know, it's just like making a wish on a birthday candle. Mm -hmm. That is witchcraft, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Like superstitions, things like Mm -hmm. that. Like all those things are like garlic for vampires. Like garlic Mm -hmm. is a protective correspondence. So it helps protect people from things. And um, salt is grounding. And, you know, it's also protective. So like the ring of salt thing is not just for like seances or like protecting Sam and Dean, the craft. (laughs) 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 I always think it's funny because like uh, with witchcraft, people will have such a a negative connotation of it. But witchcraft is really just based heavily on paganism, which has been around for thousands of years. I mean, it predates all modern religions except for, I mean, maybe like early Islam. But I don't, I don't remember how those tie together between the Middle East and the European countries that paganism emerged from. Yeah, and you'll find gods and goddesses in every, you know, like Greek and Roman, you know, mythology and stuff that worship the sun and the moon, and mm. they worked by those patterns too because they didn't have Gregorian calendars and you know watches like Apple watches, yeah. <laughs> like stupid <laughs> shit like that to negate their day Mm. they had to go by that and the stars and the constellations and everything and um just like the egyptians like i watched a really cool documentary on like the pyramids and what there's like a theory of what the aliens built them well no it's it has nothing to do with the aliens it's the like how they use the energy like like tesla like he was using the energy from the ground to create electricity and it's the same type of ground that tesla used um, to do that is the same type of ground that the pyramids were on or that, are, that they're still on. I think it, the way that they describe, I don't know, with like the movement of like, you know, the, the Nile River and things like that from where it was back then to where it is now. But how like there is a possibility that the pyramids weren't tombs that they were actually used to create energy and how they based everything around the sun in the moon and mm-hmm. the cycles of that. It's like, it was really, it was like a five part documentary. It was actually really cool. I forget the name of it, but definitely check it out. Cause I've always, you know, growing up, you think the pyramids were just big tombs for, you know, the Pharaohs or whatever, but you know, they, they actually was, they were going through, there's very few cases where there were actually bodies found in the pyramids. So it was kind of like a cool, like what the pyramids were made out of wasn't, it, it was, um, rock. It was rock, but it conducted, it was it might have been quartz. It's something that conducts electricity, what the, the halls were, like, lined with. Um, so I'm not too sure. But it was actually a really cool thing, like, you know, like you said, dating back to way back when, everybody's followed that, mm-hmm. the sun and the moon cycle, based on their, their harvest or life in just general. So Yeah, and like you were talking about with the pagan, pagan holidays and stuff like that, that have become, like, Christian holidays. Like, Christmas is Yule. Mm-hmm. And with um, Wiccans, they use the wheel of the year. So, um, like Halloween is Samhain, um, May Day, May first is Baltane. Um, I say them my own way. So if you're listening and you practice this, and you're like, "That's not how you say it," I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oestre is Easter, and you know they all line up with different things, and it's multicultural too. Like there's just there are different religions there's um candlemas was um like an italian holiday 
and not really a holiday. It was just like a spiritual day. Um, but that is in bulk. And, you know, like February creating candles is kind of like the light slowly coming back into spring, waking, waking up. And, you know, there's there's a correspondence with with all of those things. I see you looking, Daniel. Yeah. I was making sure because we, we got another interview at four. It's about 20 after three. So um, I'll cut this part out. Um, was there anything Just else? Just leave it in. Just leave it in. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, right, we got another interview. Four. I did that last week during our interview. I was like, hey, Zach, what time do you work? Because we got to get out of here, right? And I just accidentally <laughs> left it in. I was like, cool. <laughs> I'll take it out. Um, this is before we get right. We're, we're at uh, about like an hour. We try to keep them right around then. Um, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we get wrapped up? Yeah, I just need to tie in the products that okay, I'm watching yeah. too. Yes, and plug your yeah all the, the contact info. Yeah, any social media, things like that. Okay. So let's see. How could we tie that in? Where, where did we leave off? I don't really – we were talking about like pagan holidays. Yeah, the pagan holidays, things like that. Um, so. so speaking of paganism, how can somebody get in touch with you for <laughs> services from your business? Perfect. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, Beltane is coming up. Beltan is coming up May 1st. Um, I love the month of May. Um, it's a great time for growing and growing your business, um, planting seeds of intention. Um, we just celebrated the new moon on the 5th. It's Aries season, which is the very beginning of the Zodiac. Um, I know this will play like forever, like forever. but, um, <laughs> you know, it's a great time to start a new project and really dive into um, – a goal that you've wanted to accomplish for a long time. Um, I do strategy sessions and um, intention setting sessions with people in person or over the phone. And I really love doing them in person. So you can get a hold of me at um, Nicole at courtsandcole.co. Um, you can also find that contact information on my website, www.courtsandcole.co. And I'm also on my favorite social media platform, Instagram, at courtsandcole. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, I'll be releasing a couple new products over the summer. Um, one of the main things that I focus on with people when their new clients is establishing a gratitude practice. And I've been practicing gratitude for over 16 years now. And it's something that really just helps your mindset, which I think is really important foundational skill and foundational um, system to have in place. Um, if you read things about famous millionaires, billionaires, the wealthy people who are successful in business and stuff like that, they all have a morning practice that includes gratitude. Um, so just from studying things like that, I've seen even more um, validation, I guess, mm -hmm. in really focusing on that as one of the keystones of building a strong business and just being more present, which helps eliminate anxiety and depression. So I have a Heart of Gold gratitude journal that's coming out um, in May, and um, 
I also created a self-love challenge in February that does a lot of um, mind, body, spirit, and creative work. Um, in the witchy world, it's kind of called shadow work because you're digging into like the dark crevices of like the skeletons in the closet and all the stuff that you hide and don't want to share with people. Um, and kind of reawakening like the inner child and acknowledging things that you had fun doing when you were a kid. Like, what did you want to be when you grow up? Um, the things that you wanted to do then are really relevant in what you're doing now or what you would like to be doing. Um, I always wanted to be a teacher and I feel like I'm teaching people (laughs) their business. Um, and, um, I have a marketing planner that is centered around learning how to create product launches or set up a new process or system in your business to get organized according to the moon phases. And when I work with a new client, I talk about the word of the year, which is an intention setting that I do every year. Um, I've done it for, I think, seven years. But um, this year my word is emerge. So doing things like podcasts is mm-hmm. a good way to, like, work with that intention. And um, I'm giving away all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I would just have people make a list of 1 to 12 and write 12 things that they would like to do that would – make them feel like they accomplished that word of the year. Like if you could define it by your own terms, what 12 things would you do that would make you feel like you achieved that in the year? It's similar to a resolution, but it's not necessarily losing 15 pounds yeah. in January. Yeah. So like typical, like you have like, got to get this gym membership <laughs> January 1st. Yeah. You know, it's like a year long commitment almost. You know? mm-hmm. But it just breaks those down into 12 things. And then I say, now imagine each one of those 12 goals are one month of the year. So then it's a lot more feasible than saying like, I need to do like four of these things at once. Uh, yeah. And some of them might be something that you want to do all the time, like developing a new habit. Um, but if you do it for 30 days, it will become a habit and you it will snowball through the rest of the year. So mm-hmm. learning how to put those in order if they're not. But um, ironically, for a lot of the people I work with who are more spiritual and into the witchy side of things, um, they'll almost do it um, involuntarily where they list them out in the order of the zodiac for the year. So they, like, correspond with the energy that's already present during during that month. So I'm like, okay, well, that's – you're good. <laughs> like you, you nailed it. You're pretty aligned with, with that energy of the year and like how, and they didn't even realize that was where that was going. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, the marketing planner is going to help with, with working with the energy all around us to kind of optimize your work and get the most bang for your buck and do things in a timely manner. That's, you know, more than just, on a calendar and it's a lot more flexible because I think when you, um, you need to have a deadline to work towards, but it needs to be flexible because life happens and shit comes up and you can't always get everything done in the time that you want. So I like to have those big desk planner 
calendars and put them on the wall with a post-it note for the goal. So if you don't reach it by then, you can move it and give yourself some more time to accomplish it. But it still stays kind of within the flow of, or like saying, I can't launch it this new moon. Let's wait till the next new moon. Maybe it'll be better timing. So just one last question. Um, so like if you were um, like as far as like the energies in like the zodiacs and things like that, what would be like the best time of year for somebody to focus on like regrowing a full head? I hair? knew it. I just I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> I just wasn't sure where he got me earlier. I had to in. get him. <laughs> New moons. New moon. I would look into some oils. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are probably some herbs that help with hair growth or some retention. Treatments, some treatments. Yeah. Just waiting. I knew. That's I not... knew it was in there somewhere. <laughs> I know people who do apothecary things that they could probably mix you up a blend. <laughs> Special okay. shampoo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you could, we could, so we could no, we could find um, those uh, your planners things like that on your website at quartzandcold.co. Yes. Co. All those will actually be linked below as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, if you're if you're listening, you can scroll down on whatever device you're on and uh, click on that link. It'll take you right there to the Instagram. Um, you have a Facebook as well. Uh, nah, really. no, no, I'm over it. Over Facebook? No, nah, I think everybody's over Facebook at this point. <laughs> it was cool till everyone's parents could be on it. Yeah, yeah. once my grandma <laughs> starts sending me spam, like family spam, it's like, just go, stop, stop. Yeah, please. it's, it's like the news. I just, I don't watch the news. I don't, I don't read the paper. <clears> I don't <throat> go on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Fake news. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is, it's fake news. But, um... Anyway, thank you for stopping by today. Thank you so Nicole. much for having me. This yeah, was fun. No problem. Thanks. Thanks, Jed. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next week, we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.